fighting against the woke establishment, rhino Republicans, and anyone else that stands in his way. This is the Samuel McGuire Show on Red Future Radio. Hello and welcome to the Red Future Radio Network. This is the Samuel McGuire Show on the Red Future Radio Network. Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for being here. Obviously, this is my first podcast I have ever done. So please, I'll just say my apologies first. This isn't going to be your Joe Rogan, your Jeremy Hale podcast. This is your amateur Samuel McGuire doing his podcast, trying his best to get the news to you and for you at your most convenient hour. So again, thank you so much for listening. First, we're going to be talking about Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is reportedly considering a bill ordering child protective services to investigate parents who take their kids to drag shows. Pretty reasonable guy, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Makes a lot of sense. Senate Republicans and Democrats agreed on a gun control bill or a gun control agreement this Sunday. They've, they released a lot of that stuff Sunday, talking about what they agreed on, and we'll get, late, we'll get into that later on the show. Uh, Toby Keith, country singer and patriot, sung at the pre-inaugural ball, ball uh, 2016, going into Trump's uh, first term, he reveals to his friends, family, and fans that he has stomach cancer. He'll be going under uh, cancer diagnosis, receiving chemo, radiation, and he'll also be having surgery. This is a big one. This one's just kind of coming to the the light. Um, apparently, a, a a new report has come out and said that Fox News host Sean Hannity pitched a last-minute pardon for Hunter Biden to President Trump in an attempt to ease a fallout of the Capitol riot. Sean Hannity, we knew that guy. We'll get back to that later. Also, too, the Supreme Court's getting ready to overturn that Roe versus Wade. It's coming. We all knew it was, obviously, the leak of the Supreme Court basically told people that it was coming ahead of time. But now we're seeing that it may be reality. So we may get a, uh, an answer on what type of rule the Supreme Court does later tonight. But Dobbs versus Jackson is a case that will be able to re, uh, overturn Roe versus Wade and send the uh, rights to abortion back to the state's most likely where it belongs. Obviously, abortion should not exist, but let's give the states their right to decide whether abortion should be illegal or not. And then we're going to finish it out with a verse of the day. Uh, the verse of the day is important. Getting people to know God, getting people uh, to open up their Bible, and also getting it's getting myself to open up my Bible more. So uh, that's, that's what we're going to do at the last part of the show. So here we go on to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, in my opinion, Ron DeSantis is the most conservative politician, public servant, whatever you want to call it, in the country. It almost seems like he's leading on every single issue, but he's doing it 10 times or tenfold, whatever you want to call it, than what other Republican governors are doing. We all know that our governor, Mike DeWine, and I'll just say this, plain and simple, Mike DeWine is not going to be doing things like Governor Ron DeSantis is doing. Mike DeWine has probably done more for Ohio than he's ever done in his life, 
and he's been a public servant for almost 50 years, I believe. The bills that Mike DeWine has got passed or have signed while he's been governor have helped out dramatically, but not because he's a good politician or a good public servant, because people like Joe Blystone, Jim Renacci, Candace Keller, Ron Hood are pushing Governor DeWine to do that. Obviously, this primary, there was such an establishment, anti-establishment vote going out for Governor DeWine that he knew that bills like this needed to be signed, constitutional carry, for one. Allowing teachers to carry in the classroom, too. I believe that, um, that there's other bills here, but off the top of my head, these two important gun legislation bills that we're kind of talking about here are things that could have been signed years ago. Why, why now? But back to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. He is leading the way on this whole, I, I, I don't even really know what you want to call it, Satanist, just pure propaganda. It's getting to the point where people need to be scared for their children. You know, who are they hanging out with when their children aren't there? Are they getting force-fed some type of propaganda from an adult saying that you can be whatever you want? You can be a girl. You can be a boy. You can be a unicorn. You can be an, you know, anything you want. Um, this, is, this is a slippery slope for our society, and everybody knew that going into this. But now we're getting to drag queen shows. And where flyers are talking about the drag queen shows being youth-friendly. And a lot of people say, well, that's not going to happen in my town. You know, drag queen shows, that's, you know, that's going to be your Columbus, Toledo, uh, Cincinnati, Dayton, Springfield, Akron. You know, uh, those are going to be your big populated areas that are going to be doing them. You know, that's, that's where those people are. A lot of your gay people around this area, they just, you know, they just believe that you're, you're, you're you know, you're supposed to be gay and that's it. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, guess what to the people who are listening from Defiance County? There is a Defiance Equality Group on Facebook holds about 1.3, 1.2K people. Uh, not very many, but you know, a good, a good sized amount. They are hosting a Pride Walk in Defiance. They're also hosting a resource, uh, a resource fair after that. So that would start at 10 or 12 p.m. The parade starts at 10, 10 a.m. And uh, uh, the resource fair starts at 12 to 3. And it has, it's also going to have some live music. So I hope it's kid-friendly music at least, but it also will be hosting live music. Then after that, at the Woodswood Saloon on Baltimore Street, they'll be hosting a drag show at 9 o'clock. And I have a f picture of a flyer here that, that says youth-friendly on it. Now, I can't think of one other time where you can go and... When were bars kid-friendly, saloons kid-friendly? First off, guys, ask yourself that question. And then secondly, when was it also kid-friendly for kids to be out around adults drinking at a bar while there's grown men dressed as women stripping in inappropriate attire? It's kind of sickening. It makes you wonder, you know, what's really going on in these people's heads and if they're mentally right or not. Because that's child endangerment. And there you have a leader 
like Governor Ron DeSantis, basically saying, if you're going to be doing this stuff, we're going to make sure we get legislation passed where you're able to be investigated for child endangerment or just child abuse or, or, or whatever child productive services finds on you. Now, I'm not a I'm not a I'm not an advocate for people getting their kids taken away from them. Absolutely not. I mean, that, I can only imagine how what a parent's going through when they actually get their children ripped away from from the government. But you also have to think about that child. Just because you're indoctrinated with sick propaganda where you're being told by other people higher than you that this stuff is okay doesn't make it okay. Bernie Sanders saying that this stuff is okay doesn't make it okay. AOC, Alexander Cortez saying that this is okay doesn't make it okay. Biden saying that this is okay doesn't make it okay. That's why these people need to hold these people accountable and ask their leaders why they think that this is okay. But a lot of these people want this stuff to be okay, and that's what you need to be so concerned about. I've been reading a lot of stuff this month saying love is love. And then I see other people saying that, well, love can also mean love at any age. So when people are saying LGBTQ plus and then love is love, I'm only, I, I, my sole thing is, wow, this has to attract pedophilia. It absolutely has to attract pedophilia or pedophiles or people maybe thinking about being a pedophile. You're giving them the right to choose whether they're questionable or whether maybe they might be a pedophilia-like or, or, or talking to kids and saying that love is love at any age. This is sickening. This is pure Satanism at its finest. They are trying to make a mockery out of Jesus Christ. They want a godless society. They want you to think that you can change into anything. And it's just not... It's not right for our civilization. If we want to live on, if we want to be right, it's just not right. People need to understand that this is no more than turning, turning more of our society against each other. Because first it started with just gay rights and being able to marry. A lot of conservatives, a lot of Republicans like myself, Christians even say, obviously as a Christian, I don't agree with the sin. This is very important for the people who are listening, who are not, are close with God, or maybe just don't call themselves Christians or just don't believe in Christ. I dislike the sin of what you're doing. But that does not make you a bad person. It does not make you less worthy of me to like you. I truly love people. But I hate sin. I dislike sin. Hate's a very strong word. So also to the listeners out there, be careful how you use the word hate. But I do not, I dislike the sin. I do not dislike the person. So I can do my best and to try to persuade them to listen to Christ, to find Christ and to hear Christ and to maybe change their thinking or maybe change their reasoning of what they're doing. Not, force feed them and tell them that they're sick, that they're twisted, that they, they are going to hell. That's what a lot of people need to understand as Christians, that we need to stop telling people that they're going to hell. I, technically, we don't even know how we are going to go. 
There's only one judge that says that, and that's Jesus Christ. So what we need to understand is we need, we need to dislike the sin. We need to call it out. But we also need to just try to love people in general. There's people on both sides of the aisle that are making this worth. And remember, this whole thing is about division. It's not about who you love in the bedroom or not or who you're able to love. It's about division because ultimately they want people to be so indoctrinated and possessed who actually believe that they're able to have sex with children. I honestly believe that. And, and you can email me, call me out, uh, emails, Samuel C. McGuire at gmail.com. Uh, ask the questions. But I'm telling you, there's no other example of what they're trying to do that anybody has ever given me to think that this is some big pedophilia movement. Now, again, I'm not saying that everybody that's in this movement is a pedophile. I'm not saying that everyone that is gay is a pedophile or could be a pedophile. But when you're advocating for LGBTQ+, that gives those people who are pedophiles or thinking about being pedophiles, that gives them thinking room. Your head, I mean, people think day in and day out, and they think about some of the most dramatic things. And I'm telling you, uh, we need to get over this whole thing of we need to force it down people's throat because, again, they want to force this stuff down your throat. We need to stop it. We need to call it out. I try, I'm going to try to plan on being at a lot of these uh, resource fairs from 1230 to 3. I'm going to try to be at the parade. Um, I'd love to uh, enter the drag show, but honestly, I'm quite scared to even go in the Westwood Saloon at 9 o'clock at night. And I'm a 20-year-old man. Uh, I don't want anything to happen to me uh, physically. And I know how people get... when. Uh, when people ask questions and I'm not going to be asking any provocative questions. I'm going to be asking questions like how many genders do you think there are? Do you believe in pedophilia? Those are, those are, those are what I'm going to be asking about. Not, you know, not trying to raise ruckus and fight with these people because fighting is not going to do us any good. I'm here to try to unite people and get people together. I'm done with the Democrat party. I'd never vote for him, never would. Always grew up as a Republican with my family, just being conservative. But the Republican Party has absolutely lost its way in the state party. And you could even go national. We just have so many Republicans jumping ship, flipping aisles, always going towards the Democrats' side, siding with them, giving them, giving them, giving them, inch after inch. But the Democrats never come towards us. Joe Manchin isn't even coming towards us. He's one of these senators that we're going to be talking about later agreeing on this gun control, wanting to raise the uh, legal limit to purchase an AR-15 from 18 to 21. It, you know, why, why can't Joe Manchin come on our side for gun control a little bit here? I know he came on our side for the filibuster, but geez, how many Republicans did we have jump ship there? You know, it just doesn't make any sense. We need to stop electing people like Rob Portman. Maybe that's a good one. But I'm going to try to be at this West Food Saloon. I'm going to try to be at a lot of these events, interviewing people, asking questions. If you want to reach out to me uh, by cell phone, by email, please do. If you're, if you're in defiance and you want to join this uh, adventure, 
that were going on. Uh, we're not there, again, to anti-protest. We're not there to shame anyone. We're not there to judge anyone. We're just simply there to ask questions and be journalists and to let other people know what these people are actually thinking. Because technically, not everybody has the time to go out there and do these things. This is why uh, we need to get out there and show people what these people are thinking and what they're actually saying. Because all the stuff that I just said about pedophilia, etc., I could go to these events, talk to 80 to 20 people in there. I, I, I don't know how many people is going to be there, but I hope I'm getting to talk around that many people. That, not, none of them could have said that they were for pedophilia. All of them could have been against it. All of them could have get, been against these extra genders, you know, and changing your gender. And I absolutely know that there's, there's gay people out there like that. I, I know a few. I'm not going to single anybody out or call any, call any names, but I know that there's people out there that are bisexual or homosexual, and they believe that, you know, there's only two genders. I mean, it's kind of science as much as these Democrats, liberals, globalists, whatever they want to talk, tell them to call themselves at the day. They believe in science so much, it should just be so easy to understand that there's only two genders, which I don't understand why this is one of the hard ones for them. But I mean, we, we, we do live in America, remember. <laughs> but if you'd like to attend, please reach out. Uh, that's what we're going to be doing here in Defiance. That's, that's some of the little things going on in Defiance with the Pride Walk. Obviously, I told you about Florida. Hopefully, uh, you can write emails, text messages, and stuff to our attorney general, to our state legislators, and to our governor, and maybe request him to do something similar. Because I know this just, just isn't happening in defiance. The guy organizing this one's planning on having one in Toledo. I think August 20th. So it's not, you know, close. It's not in the not in the month of June, but we're just going to be having these in August. I thought June was the month. They're going to, they're going to continue into August, which is their absolutely God-given right, and I'm not advocating against that. But what I would advocate for is more people to come out and question and ask these people what they actually believe, because I think that's one thing. You can't believe in things, but, you know, you can't believe in one thing and then also believe in, in, in another. It just it doesn't, it doesn't happen like that. It's not fairyland. We need to get out of fairyland and move on. So encourage others, encourage yourself, encourage your friends and family to email your state representatives, your attorney general, and your governor to pass legislation to get this nonsense over with. This is child endangerment. It shouldn't be happening in defiance. It most definitely shouldn't be happening in your hometown. All right, we're moving on to the senators uh, that have basically agreed to take away more of our rights, more of our God-given rights, and that's guns. So first off, I'd like to put point out Mitch McConnell needs to go. Mitch McConnell is an absolute rhino, and he needs to go. Um, I had the great honor, honor and privilege to work alongside Senate candidate or former Senate candidate Mark Bakita. And I'm telling you, I never was more in tune of what was going on in the Senate as I was when I was working for this campaign. So then I then I had to I I switched my effort to 
Mitch McConnell because obviously he's the majority. He's somebody that we would be, you know, he's the leader. He's somebody that me and Mark or whoever's working with Mark would be, you know, advocating our bills to. We knew Mitch McConnell was a rhino from the beginning because in 2018, he was trying to get J.D. Vance to run for Senate along with the crowded field, I believe Mike Gibbons, Jim Renacy, and Josh Mandel, Melissa Atkinson's were all in. Josh Mandel dropped out. So we knew that Mitch McConnell was a rhino. And the thing I love about this is Mark has been calling out Mitch McConnell ever since he started running and saying that he would never vote for Mitch McConnell as leader. Mitch McConnell absolutely needs to go. So obviously our election gets over and uh, J.D. Vance is the uh, Republican nominee for Ohio in the uh, Senate race as a Republican. He got to go ahead to move on with the Trump endorsement, etc. We'll get to those later in other shows, but... I did not hear one time where J.D. Vance called out Mitch McConnell of being a rhino, being establishment, or just being a, just, just a complete coward. Because siding with Democrats on these red flag laws, that is a total cowardly move. I mean, why? How could anybody give this inch? How could anybody give this inch? In this moment of time... When the Democrats are just pounding and pounding and pounding on us, why give an inch now? So it, that worries me, and I hope all of you else, or, or all of you that are out there campaigning, politically active, planning on voting in, on August 2nd, and then planning on voting in the November election, please, when you're out on the campaign trail and you're able to see J.D. Vance, ask him why he was not calling out Mitch McConnell back when Mark Bakita was. I can't wait to get in an event, to get to an a JD Vance event. I hope that we're able to ask questions in front of people. I will be able to stand up, hold myself up high, proudly, and say, I was able to vote for Mark Bakita, able to work alongside him. He called out Mitch McConnell as the rhino who he was. Now he's supporting red flag laws. You did not speak out against Mitch McConnell. You didn't say whether you'd vote for him as leader. Why and how do we know that you will not go to D.C. and end up exactly like Mitch and vote for something like red flag laws or even worse? Because quite frankly, J.D. Vance hasn't really called out anybody. But again, I got a little off track. I got a little to J.D. Vance there. Uh, But, you know, it's something that we need to understand. Is J.D. Vance going to cave in on red flag laws? Will he? It seems like a lot of Republicans are. Is J.D. Vance one of those Republicans that will cave in on red flag laws? That's a question we need to start asking him before this election gets underway in November. Obviously, he doesn't have a very good opponent. Tim Ryan, socialist, globalist, crazy, failed presidential candidate and failed public servant to the people of the Akron area. But obviously we do not heed him as our, as our Senator. I would just like to answer. I would just like JD Vance to answer some more questions and pray that when he does win this election, 
when he does get the go-ahead to be Ohio's next U.S. senator, that he does not betray us and that he stands by his oath of office. So, if J.D., if you're listening, please stand by your oath and, uh, you know, don't vote for red flag laws ever. And by the way, we need to stop people. We need to stop electing people like Rob Portman in the center of Ohio. <laughs> He's also one of the senators that have signed on to this. So not only was Mark right about one, I'm going to say, Mark, you were right about two. Thank you, Mark. That was twice Mark primaried, and he was the only candidate in the Senate that primaried Rob Portman. But not only did he know that he kind of see the foresight there, he saw the foresight in Mitch McConnell. I just hope that people don't get to Washington and they're not and they're and they're just naive and they don't get it and then they get sucked in and then they're they're lost forever. I hope that doesn't happen with JD Vance. So prayers up. What's in this bill? What's in this agreement that they're trying to get passed out of the Senate to go to the incompetent fake commander in chief in the White House for his fake flawed signature? Well, like I said before, red flag laws are one of the main things. What are red flag laws? A red flag law is a gun control law that permits various police, family members, co-workers, and other others to petition the state court in order the temporary removal of firearms from a person who they believe may be a present danger to others or themselves. So... There's things that you give when you're given to you when you're born, and those things are called rights. Some of those things are called rights. Some people also get inheritances. Some people get whatever. But but everybody gets rights, and one of those rights are the freedom of speech. Another one of those rights are the freedom to bear arms, and another one is the right to privacy. Another one is you're innocent until proven guilty. Whatever happened to innocent until proven guilty? So, obviously, there's some people that are going to be against what I talk about that will listen to this show, that there'll be trolls, etc. And they will report me to the FBI for being unhinged or for being unable or unfit to own a firearm. I have pictures of me in my guerrilla warfare, you know, uh, vest with my rounds of ammunition looking like a militiaman. Some people freak out about but I'm ready, you know. Some people would call that a domestic terrorist on the other side. Some people would call that a patriot. But that's that's what people need to be concerned about is who are the patriotic people? Who, who are the ones going to be defining the word domestic terrorist? What is a domestic terrorist? In the CIA's eyes? The FBI, the FBI eyes. What is a domestic terrorist? I don't know if I would be wanting to get advice from them or to get a de- definition of a domestic terrorist from them. I don't know if Osama bin Laden is even a, a, a domestic terrorist in the FBI's eyes. Someone like Kyle Rittenhouse, somebody like uh, Ashley Babbitt. Yeah. Domestic terrorist probably most likely in the FBI FBI's eyes. So that's what we need to be careful about with these red flag laws is because they're just going to be able to take our guns away without any type of probable cause. They're just going to be able to say, yep, Sam, Patriot. Yep, Sam, gun owner. Yep, Sam, 
AR-15 owner. Loves his country. Would die for it if he needed to. He's a domestic terrorist. He does not need to own that gun. And then I get my guns taken away. Red flag laws. Not needed in this country. Slippery slope. Probably the biggest gun control bill ever signed in the history of the United States of America. Pretty sad day. I know it's not signed yet. I'm sorry if anybody said, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not signed yet. It's just an agreement. But the, the establishment has the House. They have the Senate. And obviously, they're occupying the White House. So they're basically going to be able to do whatever they want to do. Now, hopefully, we get this election overturned. And some things start to just get shredded and we move on. But I just, sadly, people, I just don't know if I see that happening. I know there's a lot of people out there that saying, oh, oh you know, you got you to gotta have hope. You got to have faith. You know, something's coming. Something's coming. I, I've been hearing that for years. I'm just going to tell you that now. I've been hearing that for years. The only thing that's coming is the people of this country. And another thing that's coming is globalist. So the people of the country are going to have to stand up and fight for what's theirs or it's going to be gone. We can't rely on one man, Donald J. Trump. We can't rely on one man, Mark Pagetta or Joe Blystone, Jim Renacci, whoever you want to call it, whoever you want to call your, your, your person that thinks you're going to save your livelihood. You do not, it, that's not going to be it. It needs to be a full team effort, a full variety of people all over the spectrum, all over the state, all over the country regrouping and taking our state back. That's the way we're going to get it. Mental health and telehealth funding. So this is different. I did not I did not know that there was telehealth out there and that's basically health that is able to go on your phone, go on your computer, TV, etc. to help people um distribution of health related services and informational via electronic information and telecommunication telecommunication technologies. I never learned very good uh, at home. I'm surely not going to learn very well when it's not human-on-human contact when I'm going through a mental illness, you know? When I'm going through some bad things in life, I'm not going to get over them by sitting in front of a TV and listening to somebody talk about my problems or talk about what I need to do to get better. Now, some mental health funding for people to see therapists and to see people real people yeah i mean that's that's pretty good for but this telehealth in my opinion now most definitely could be wrong but it's just another way to carry out this globalist agenda more electronics more you know more being able to see who's actually there and more control We need to stop with this stuff, get more humans interacting with humans, and that's what we need to do. That's what this mental health problem is. We need to get real humans interacting with real humans. So the other thing that they agreed on was school security and and then plus plus funding for that school security. I think it was around $16 million, I want to believe. No, I'm sorry. That was for the Ohio uh, governor signed a bill allowing uh, teachers to carry that. I believe that was around six to $13 million in between there. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I'm sorry, but the social, the school security and the funding, I don't know how, I don't know how much exactly they agreed on, but I can tell you 
that this this is a good deal. Um, this is something that people should be happy about. Because, in my opinion, you protect the schools with SWAT-armed people or just dogs. I, I, I've heard uh, GOP Josh had a great interview with independent candidate uh, Neil Peterson, and he brought up there's some people out there in Georgia, I believe, they're testing it out, having dogs for uh, active school shooters. These dogs are trained just like any drug dog or any other type of dog to sniff out and retrieve. Um, but they're also trained to go and take down and attack a school shooter. Basically be that lifeline, that extra 10 to 15 seconds to get those kids, those children out of the classroom. Whatever it takes, guys, whatever it takes, get these children school funding. Get these children school security, the protection that they need. German Shepherds and these Malamutes are great dogs. They're protective. They love children. It almost, it's almost like they sense it. It's almost like they have an extra love for children. We need to give them the resources they need. All right. We're moving on to some sad news, and this is uh, Patriot and singer Toby Keith. He's now discussing, like I said earlier, that he's diagnosed with cancer. I'm sorry. He's undergoing some surgery, chemo and radiation surgery. He's a 60-year-old award-winning music musician, gave a quick update about his medical issues on a post on Instagram and Twitter. As he says, Last fall, I was diagnosed with a stomach cancer. He wrote, I spent the last six months receiving chemo, radiation, and surgery. So far, so good. I need time to breathe and recover and relax. So I'd just like to say uh, a, few, a few things about Toby Keith. Uh, one of my favorite singers out there, country, just because he's patriot, he's patriotic, and he just he's one of those people that touch you with this music, you know, uh, it makes the hair stand up on your neck type deal. Um, and I always, always, always love the song Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. He made that song in 2002. I was born in 01, so I really had no idea about that song until I got a little bit older. But I'm telling you, here in the year of 2022, I will still be listening to that song, and I'm going to show my niece, my nephew, and my whole family, that song, and I'm going to make him live forever. I know he's not passing away, but we're not all all immortal. We all are going to die. But I just want people to, you know, lift up Toby by listening to his music and then say a few good prayers for him because, uh, Toby, uh, we, we, we thank you for what you've done for our country, and we thank you for being a patriot. We thank you for speaking out and singing about our great country and giving us that patriotic feel rhythm to play out our great 4th of July song or 4th of July parties and Memorial Day parties and you know any type of great patriotic just summer party we're at listen to a little bit of Toby Keith have some great influence on you and that's that's what I got to say about him I'm, I'm very very impressed with Toby thank you for uh, what you've done for our country we're praying for you and we hope you have a speedy 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 recovery now we're moving on to a big topic that's been talking about a lot 
throughout the political world. And I know there's a lot of people that are probably going to be listening to this podcast that I listen to that probably, or I'm sorry, that listen to me and listen to the same things we talk about on here and listen and gather. You're going to understand where I'm coming from with this. In the year of 2020, I started to get very, very, very leery of a lot of people. One of those people were Sean Hannity. I seemed like his shows were never giving us a, a good, good grasp of information. When Trump would go on there and had interviews, I feel like Sean would never ask the tough questions, the good, greedy, meaty questions that we wanted. Now we're just finding out that I knew that something was off with Sean Hannity a long time ago. But I never had any evidence to back it up. I never had like, you know, oh, oh, you know, Sean Hannity, he's, 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 a, he's a deep state plant or he's not for the will of the people like we thought he was. I never really had that hardcore evidence. But obviously this just proves that I was right, that I was absolutely right. But Fox News host Sean Hannity pitched a last-minute pardon for Hunter Biden to President Trump in an attempt to ease the fallout of the Capitol riot. A news report says on the on the businessinsider.com, I'm reading from an article there. Fox News host Sean Hannity suggested that President Donald Trump pardon Hunter Biden in the bid of a smooth things over following the January 6, 2021 insurrection. I was there January 6. It was not an insurrection. There wasn't anything that went wrong other than the people like Sean Hannity and Republicans making a totally, totally over, overwhelming, overwhelming deal over this stuff. I mean, technically, if it was 1776, it actually would have been an insurrection. But I'm telling you, there was no insurrection because there was no weapons involved. These were protesters protesting and using their voice, telling the government that they that they believed the election was stolen, that they won an audit. Now, here we go to these audits. And I'm not going to get off track there. I'm sorry. We're back to the insiderbusiness.com. The House Select Committee is investigating the Capitol riot, releasing text messages on Thursday between Hannity and then the press secretary, Kaylee McEntee, in which the conservative news host discussed the details of his conversation with Trump on January 7, 2021, following the tax of the Capitol. Hannity and Trump were apparently discussing ways to address the potential fallout in the wake of hundreds of pro-Trump supporters breaching the Capitol in an attempt to overturn the 2020 election, including pitching no more stolen election talk. Trump intended, intending the inauguration. I couldn't, I was so... I, I didn't read this article prior to this. I did not realize that he wanted Trump to attend Biden's fake inauguration. Crazy. According to one text message from Hannity, one pitch in particular seemed to procure the former president's interest. Issuing a last-minute presidential parting for Hunter Biden, the son of President Joe Biden. As I should say, resident Joe Biden. So not only did he want Donald J. Trump to say there's no more election talk on the stolen election. 
to say, I'm going to pardon Hunter Biden, the guy that literally had the laptop from hell. People, seriously, I've seen what's on that laptop. Not cool stuff. I know that guy's a predator. He's a criminal. There's a lot of things that needs to happen to Hunter Biden. A pardon is not one. And attending the inauguration. Are you kidding me? Why would you go to an inauguration that you lost, that you should be attending as the president, that you lost, that you had stolen from you, to give pleasure to the other president to calm down the population and to not let anything else happen again, to let people stop thinking about this? Totally wrong, Sean Hannity. Who are you working for? I don't know who to trust in the news. I surely do not watch Fox News. I stopped watching Fox News around 2021 completely. I stopped trusting Fox News around 2020 when they claimed the election was won by President Biden, President Biden. It makes you wonder. It really does. How can they make a president illegitimate? How can they report about that? They don't speak about the election being stolen anymore. Therefore, they're fake news. How could you advocate for someone like Hunter Biden to be pardoned after releasings of the laptop from hell? I, I just don't get that anymore. I, I just don't get it. How can you want somebody like that be pardoned? Like I said before, the guy's a total predator. The guy's a total predator. I believe Fox News is dead. Like I said, I don't watch it. I'm not going to watch it. I don't plan on watching it. I don't plan on watching Sean Hannity. If I watch clips, if I watch shows, it's to get information on what he's talking about. I'm not going to take that information as truth. I don't trust him. Can you even trust Tucker anymore? And I know I'm going to go back on J.D. Advance a little bit here, but like seriously, do we, can we even tuck, trust Tucker Carlson anymore? The guy didn't have any other Senate candidate on his show other than J.D. Vance. Pushed J.D. Vance the whole entire time. It almost seems like they absolutely knew J.D. Vance was going to get that uh, endorsement from President Donald J. Trump. But President Donald J. Trump did it with maybe, I think it was two weeks before the election. I know, it, I know early voting already started. So early voting already started. The deal must have not went through for President Trump or whoever was receiving this deal from endorsing J.D. Vance. But they endorsed him at the last minute. So obviously it wasn't a confident endorsement. So that's just basically proving my point on I don't know who to trust anymore when it comes to news outlets, when news outlets corporately. Now, if you want some good news, Jeremy Harold from Life from America, great podcast. He has a show every 11 a.m., and then 5 p.m. every single day. Does a lot of great interviews. You can learn about a lot, a lot of things going on nationwide. I'm not watching Fox News anymore. It's over. 
All right. I hope you enjoyed a lot of that information. We're going to finish up here with the verse of the day. Uh, this is important stuff. I'm, I, like I said before, I'm just doing this stuff because I want people to be encouraged to open up their Bible. It encourages me to open up my Bible and learn the Word of God because if we do not know the Word of God, we're going to be lost as a society and as a country. We need to get Jesus and God back in people's lives. Those, that alone is going to help people become better people by itself. I'm telling you, it's, it's what happened to me. It's what happened to a lot of people that I know. Get to know Jesus Christ. You're going to turn your life around, and it's just going to be so awesome. But here's the verse of the day. This is Ephesians 1, verse 18. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance, is in his holy people. And that's Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. So please, open up your Bible, learn the word of God, tell people about the word of God, get other people to want to know about the word of God. That's how we're going to help change our nation. That's how we're going to help change hearts and minds. Uh, As a closing statement here, I'd like to give one big shout out to a great friend of mine that I've learned or that I've got to learn and get to know a lot about. His name's GOP Josh. GOP Josh, thank you so much for what you've done and what you're doing for this whole for this whole country and state and what you're doing for me. Brother, I appreciate it 100% and I want I want to thank you so much. One of the one of the he's one of the co-founders of Red Future Radio. He has his own show that's on his own network. That's on the network. Please take a look at it. It's GOP Josh. It's got a lot of good information. It's got a lot of good stuff. Please check out the website redfutureradio.com. My social medias are Samuel C. McGuire. We have Twitter, Facebook, True Social, Instagram, Getter, Parlor, TikTok, and Telegram. If you have any questions or would you like to do an interview with me on the on the show, please get a hold of me. My email is samuelcmcguire at gmail.com. Send me an email over. I will get a hold of you. Again, this is the first show. I know it's a little rusty. I know I'm not the best out there. But again, I'm just trying to get local, statewide, and national-wide news out to you so you can stop watching the lamestream media every single day and maybe listen to some other things and I know this podcast went a little wrong, 46 minutes. We'll try to get her down to 30, but a lot of interviews will go to an hour. So thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. This is going to be an awesome, awesome, awesome journey. And I look forward to the next podcast. Have a great day. God bless you. God bless America. This is the Samuel McGuire Show on Red Future Radio. 